everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! All right, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I'm your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from downtown San Francisco, California, the home studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. My voice just got really high there for a second. Um, it's a Friday edition of Titillating Sports. Yeah, but you have entertainment guests every... You already, you're beating me to it. But yes, the first hour, we like to talk a little entertainment guests, and we do it with our Hollywood insider and film critic, Jan Wall, <clears throat> who will join us shortly. Also, one of the guests, and it'll be our first guest here in a matter of minutes, Robert Strom, the Hollywood author, has a new book, and he's going to be in studio here with me. So uh, we'll get uh, Bobby. I haven't met him yet. I'm already calling him Bobby. We'll get him squared away as well. Uh, also, <laughs> around... The World on American Forces Radio Network, wherever you're listening. If you're in the military, you're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. And uh, we're proud of you. Uh, whatever branch you are with, you're doing a great job. Uh, also, um, on the show today, we will be having uh, Noel Bram and Courtney Branch from the Misho Film Festival. This is after Jan. We'll have Jacob Pomrenke and David Fletcher for their new book, We'll have Dave Popkin. We'll have Caitlin Dorf. So let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guests, it looks like. Yeah, ten guests today. And I will be so bold. Actually, pro wagering, that's eleven guests. So I will be so bold as to try to sneak in some sports talk today. I hope I don't get into trouble. But uh, right now, it looks like 11.40. <laughs> we'll talk some sports at 11.40. You can tune back then. I'm Rick Tittle. we got a big show. Come on back. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. 
We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. Cybercrimes like ransomware attacks against schools are on the rise globally. That's why IBM will grant $5 million in kind for schools to boost cybersecurity through tools and training. Now open for applications for its third year, IBM's Education Security Preparedness Grants have already benefited more than 350,000 students around the world. This year, selected schools will also receive enhanced training in AI and cybersecurity through IBM Skills Build. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Over the past two years, the threat of cyber attacks in the education sector has more than doubled. Now, more than ever, schools need our support. We are proud to offer tools and training from IBM Security and IBM Skills Build to help schools prepare for this growing threat. Visit ibm.com slash impact slash initiatives slash security. This is sponsored by IBM. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-345-2789. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-345-2789. That's 800-345-2789. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. SellFast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Uh, three hours. We have 12 or 13 guests today. Two are sports. Well, we're going to get it's, it's Friday. It's the first hour. We talk entertainment, and we're always glad to be joined by our film critic and Hollywood insider, Jan Wall. Jan, how you doing? I'm doing good, Rick. Doing well. All right. We have a, uh, a and on Twitch.tv, you can see on the cameras as well, we have a big first segment here. 
uh, less than 10 minutes to get it in because, first of all, we have veteran actor Billy Gray on the phone. Billy, how are you? Oh, Doing pretty well. Good stuff. And in studio Billy. with me, once again, Robert Strom, the author of Cries in the Night, Children in Film Noir. And Robert, let's start off, first of all, about with this book and the genesis behind it, please. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Robert, my favorite film. Uh, favorite. <laughs> Jan Wall, my favorite film critic. Does anyone mm-hmm. still wear a hat? Uh-huh. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, well, the genesis of this was um, Bobby Driscoll's performance in The Window for mm-hmm. my film noir boy, and my film noir girl is the wonderful Gigi Perot in Shadow on the Wall. Uh-huh. And then on the line we have the wonderful, kind... Billy Gray, who is in um, The Day the Earth Stood Still, for one. Oh, and oh. in his noir, In a Lonely Place, he asks for Bogart's autograph. And he's really, the, he's really the star of Talk About a Stranger, 1952, which I think is kind of a hidden gem noir, needs to be restored and put on DVD. And I had a terrible crush on him when I was a little girl. Well, who didn't? Father you know, <laughs> knows best. And even though the show was too corny for me and I was more of an Eddie Haskell kind of girl from uh, League of Beaver, <laughs> I loved Billy Gray because he looked like he could be a rebel. He is. In the next few years. Yeah. I think, aren't you a rebel, Billy? Yeah, I think I could qualify. <laughs> <laughs> so, Billy, what's it been like? Uh, you know, how, I just want to know how long did you sort of live off the fame? I mean, I, I guess it continues to this day, right? Well, uh, well, what do you, I don't quite understand the question. Well, what I mean is that just being recognized. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I was kind of under the radar for most of the time. We, uh, and Father Knows Best, we never did any uh, public relations things. You know, we we didn't go to supermarkets and you know, or or, or mm-hmm. festivals of any kind. So, I and I I never really realized how popular the show was because they never uh, gave me uh, any of the fan mail that came in. I found out later that uh, apparently there was a lot of fan mail. Uh, people did like Bud, you know, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's cool. I think they were afraid if I saw how much fan mail it was, I'd ask for more money. (laughs) money. They were right. Right. Um, Billy, um, I'm really excited that you were on, I mean, that Bogart movie with uh, Graham, Gloria Graham, is one of the great films of all time. And, of course, Robert put it in this terrific book about children of film noir. But uh, real quickly... Um, I'm working on a piece about famous alcoholics in movie history, and Robert Young, I mean, he was completely out of the closet with his depression and alcoholism. Did you ever see any sign of that on Father Knows Best? Not not ever. I never knew that there was okay. an issue at all. Uh, I, I okay. did have a, one kind of peculiar thing that, that, that struck me, and I didn't have an explanation for it, but... Uh, when we were doing a scene together and he was holding, you know, like he'd hold onto my arm or something, I always noticed that his grip was uh, tighter than it really needed to be. And I I, mm-hmm. I, I, I never knew what it was about, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe he was steadying himself or something. But I, I, I never noticed anything. He was total okay. professional, always knew his lines, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and was a complete... Uh, 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 professional about the whole and thing. And did you meet did you meet Gloria Graham on the 
Uh, Humphrey Bogart, or just do the lines? Of no, movie? no, I never did. In fact, uh, okay. I I'd forgotten that I uh, that I was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm a big. <laughs> well, I'm you big see, Bogart that's my fan. job. That's my job. That's I found I. Robert here. <laughs> I found him. <laughs> yeah, I, I was great, watching Robert. television. <laughs> you know, there's so many good films about with children in them. You know, you think of the Bad Seed or. Uh, you know the these three. I mean, there's so many movies that have to do with children. Empire of the Sun, the Spielberg movie. I mean, these movies are about with kids, and the kids have to know how to act. So I'm glad you wrote this. Thank you. Well, you know, Billy Gray is was known by his nicknames when he was misbehaved. He was the Gremlin, and when he was good, he was one take Gray. Wow. Huh. I think he's one yeah. of the best kid. Was one of the best kid actors around, and. I want to see him back on TV and in movies. Well, you know, Robert Wise was uh, kind enough to uh, say uh, just exactly that. He said he, I was the best kid actor he ever worked with, which coming oh. from him is high praise indeed, and I'm, I'm really uh-huh. grateful for him. So, Robert, let me ask you, what else did you find in this book once you started doing research that kind of surprised you? Well, I found that... Um, the uh, children actors, child actors and actresses that had worked with Robert Mitchum, and there were several that are interviewed in the book, I found that Mitchum was a very, very interesting man, very contradictory. He would be, he could be hungover and behave very badly, or he could just be, um, you know, the pro's pro, that baby I don't care attitude is not Mitchum at all. He knew his lines, your lines, everybody's, and, and usually did it at one take. And he did a Lakota Sioux dialect in a film with Mike McGreevy, who I interviewed. He heard the Lakota Sioux dialect twice from their, um, an Indian actor, American Indian actor on the set. And he heard it twice, and he repeated it perfectly in one take. Mm. And the uh, American Indian actor said, that's the best Lakota Sioux dialect I've ever heard. <laughs> so Mitchum, Mitchum was fascinating. And, and a lot of my uh, kids in the book worked with with Mitchum. I don't know if Billy worked with him. No, I never worked with him. Oh, God, I could give me some Mitchum anytime. Oh, yeah. So, listen, listen, um, I wondered this question. I really couldn't wait to ask you this, if I could, real quickly. Um, okay, so of all this big group of child actors, and both you, Robert, and Billy, I'd like to know, why are so many of them screwed up? Well, you know, I think uh, a lot of kid actors weren't really very enthusiastic about doing it, and it was the mothers usually that were uh, mm. uh, push, pushing the whole thing. And that, that there's there's even a term for it. I think I've forgotten what it is exactly, but like a Hollywood mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think that's uh, that's probably the issue, is that the the kids didn't really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uh, my mother was an actress, and uh, uh, and I I started at five. And it was just a good time for me. I, I never had a problem with it at all, and enjoyed it really. I like I like being treated as a, as an adult, because uh, the the people on the set, uh, you know, treated me like I was a professional actor at at uh-huh. seven or eight or nine years old. You know, and that felt that felt good to me. I mean, so time for one more question, Robert. What what do you want people to get out of the book "Cries in the Night: Children in Film Noir"? What's sort of the overall message you'd like to give to us? An appreciation of these child talents that mm-hmm. so many of them are gone. My interviewees, 50 of them, two have passed away. Tim Considine of My Three Sons, Mickey Kuhn 
of uh, Gone with the Wind. And uh, the 47 that remain, I just want them to be appreciated and acknowledged. And we need to have uh, child actors uh, given their due, uh, both mm-hmm. in applause and, and uh, financially, because so many, like Bobby Driscoll, died sadly and broke. Well, Cries of the Night, right. children and film noir by our guest Robert Strom, available from Bear Manor media.com and of course billy gray has been with us as well thank you gentlemen for coming in thank you wonderful and robert thank you for doing this this is an important piece of work thank you your book is here waiting for you jan (laughs) all right good stuff we'll take a quick break scott shea on the other side come on back with rick tittle and jan wall Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running 
out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078-800-535-6078-800-535-6078-800-535-6078. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Alongside Jan Wall, we are here uh, now with our next guest, Scott G. Shea, who has a book called All the Leaves Are Brown. And um, if you're uh, in my generation, you know exactly who he's talking about. He's talking about the mamas and papas. Scott, welcome to the show. What was the uh, the idea behind this project? How did it get off the ground? Well, you know, uh, I was reading a lot of books, and uh, about, I wanted to write a book. I had done several documentaries for the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM, and I wanted to get, move over into writing because I really enjoyed the research and the interviews and, and all that stuff. And uh, was reading uh, in the, a lot of folk rock uh, artists, reading about them, Gene Clark of the Birds, Bob Dylan, and uh, Paul Simon, and uh, w- wanted to move on with the, the Mamas and the Papas, and I couldn't really find a book, that you know, the, the, at least anything that was written in this century. So <laughs> I thought, well, there we go. We got it. Uh, this is this is my project. It hit me over the head, uh, hit me with a wallop, and, uh, and I, I said, well, if I can't read about it, I'll write about it. Oh, that's so great that you did. This is Jan Wall, and I absolutely love the Mamas and Papas, but there's, and I've read everything I can on them, but there's one sort of monster in the cupboard in this story. Could you, uh, t- who do you think I'm referring to? One really bad guy. Uh, I, I would imagine it's definitely not Denny Doherty. It's got to be John no. Phillips you're talking about. John Phillips. What a piece of work. Did he really hate Mama Cass? I mean, without Mama Cass, I'm not sure they would have had the success they had. Oh, they definitely would not have. We wouldn't be talking about uh, John Phillips in, in, in the way we are now. And that might be good for him. But, uh, you know, we, uh, he, yeah, he, they definitely didn't get along. They didn't like each other, which was... Uh, crazy because both of them had uh, you know the, the effervescent personalities at least within their circles you know and uh, for some reason Cass just rubbed John the wrong way you know he was when he was forming the group uh, in the ashes of the folk music scene after the Beatles kind of came and eviscerated it you know he wanted to do kind of like a Peter Paul and Mary kind of thing you know and uh, there was no room for a fourth person and Cass was just there she was she loved Denny and she was his friend and she was there on the periphery singing along with them at Duffy's in the Virgin Islands and then when they came over to California to audition uh, you know with Lou Adler uh, you know and he heard her sing uh, the, the, there was just there was no going back. Lou's like, I got to have the four of you. I can't have just three of you. It's, but she, especially with her voice, you know. 
What would you say was the uh, the thing that really surprised you once you started doing the research that, as you said, no one had really done the deep dive before? Well, you know, yeah, you know, getting to the the meat or the foundations of their story, which is all their times in the uh, all, all four of them were in folk uh, music bands, you know, from the folk boom in the early 1960s. But what really surprised me was the the lack of um, effort they put into kind of. To, to, to just kind of keep going, you know, they they didn't tour much. They they did approximately fifty concerts uh, in their short existence. Uh, they were just hampered by interpersonal squabbles and relationships and fallouts. You know, Denny and Michelle had had a, a fling there uh, that John discovered shortly after they signed to Dunhill, which almost stopped them from the start. And then Denny was in love with Cass. And then Cass found out about that as well, and she was mad at Michelle because Michelle knew how she felt about him. And so it was a lot of drama there that just almost yeah. uh, almost stopped him right from the beginning. And then you know, to not so the record company had to to you know walk a thin line between trying to uh, keep them together uh, and getting them out touring, you know, which uh, wasn't easy. When Cass did "Dream a Little Dream of Me," which was Huge hit. Uh, how did that affect the group? Were they happy, or, or I mean, that's a huge well, crossover hit. Yeah, well, it's you know, it was John Phillips' idea to do that song because uh, you know he, he uh, you know he loved old songs like that, and that song was kind of brought to his attention by Michelle's father, who knew one of the songwriters when he was young, because it's an old song; it goes back to the 1930s. And uh, so, but I think Dunhill Records saw the writing on the wall. It was ABC Dunhill at that time that the the mamas and the papas weren't going to be bringing them any product, and Mama Cass was kind of the hot hand. So they, they when you look at the the original label of the 45 it reads mama Cass with the mamas and the papas which did not go over well <laughs> that did not go over well and uh really kind of drove the wedge a little bit further between uh, john and Cass. even though I, you know, I don't know if that was her idea to do it that way but it did it, it was the end of the the mamas and the papas and the beginning of mama Cass as a solo artist as a solo artist well um the big question to me uh there's two scandals involved there's a lot of scandals with the mamas and papas. Two of the big ones. Yes, there is. John Phillips' daughter, an actress, on uh, one day at a time. And stuff, Mackenzie. He said that, yeah. What's that? What's Mackenzie that? Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips. She said they had an incestuous relationship. A. B. The ham sandwich. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Okay. Well, the, yeah, the, she uh, she made that allegation uh, about uh, fifteen, or well, more than fifteen years ago now. Probably close to uh, well, no, about twenty, no, fifteen years ago on Oprah, and she put a book out too. And she, yeah, she alleged that on the night of her wed, uh, the night before her wedding, John uh, raped her, uh, and uh, the, then after that, they maintained a uh, consensual. Uh, sexual relationship for 10 yeah. years, which is just ab absolutely beyond the pale and unimaginable. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, she, that, that was, you know, she, she made the allegation uh, almost 10 years after John had died after, and after she had some, uh, some career issues. And, uh, you know, so there's really, uh, I, I think Michelle Phillips said it best is that, the, you know, there's only two people who really know what happened and, and uh, only uh, one of them is alive to tell the story. I don't really get into it too much. It's there at the end of this because okay. this really kind of co this covers their time together, uh, the mamas and the papas, uh, and that came much later. But, um, you know, it's, 
uh, you know, you got to kind of give her the benefit of the doubt and uh, just, you know, just, uh, gosh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you even pray to say. Pray for her, yeah, pray for her. And what about how and, Mama Cass died? Well, Mama Cass died from heart failure, but, uh, you know, right. the, the rumor was a ham sandwich because there was a ham sandwich on her nightstand. She was in London. She had done a two-week stand of concerts there that went, were very successful, and uh, she had a snack before, the night before she passed away. And it was a ham sandwich, and uh, her, her physician that she had there in London had uh, made the comment in passing to a reporter that perhaps that contributed to her death, and, of course, the reporter takes it and runs with it, and it's what's what... It, and you know, when they do a proper autopsy a couple years later, a couple weeks, a couple days later, I'm sorry, uh, they find out that it was heart failure from her prolonged drug use and from uh, uh, you know her her yo-yo diets that she had been on. And but unfortunately, right. her even her death became a fat joke. Well, that's the thing. Wasn't John mean to her? I guess you call it like body shaming now, but he didn't like the fact that she had no style and didn't comb her hair and was fat. I mean, was that part of it? Yeah, that was part of it. You know, I think there was, uh, he, like I said before, he wanted to do a Peter, Paul, and Mary thing, and she just didn't fit that image. And so he would come up with, a, you know, all these different excuses that were really nonsense. It just, you know, it, it, it just, I don't, I think he just didn't want her. I don't, I don't know that at first it was a personal thing, but I think it eventually became a personal thing. But then, you know, once they got her in and, and he heard how they sounded on tape, of, you know, of course he was uh, happy with it. But I think there was always kind of a, a lingering resentment, a lingering jealousy, especially when, she, you know, she was really the breakout star of the group. Uh, she was the one right. who would talk between numbers and uh, entertain the crowd and the audience and even on TV, and people just fell in love right. with her. Wow. Well, they got, you know, they had wonderful songs. They chose really good songs for themselves. Now, was that was John yeah. that did that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, I mean, most of them were written by John. John was, you know, his personal life aside, he was a brilliant uh, musician, a brilliant song arranger. I would put him right up there with Brian Wilson uh, in terms of arranging a song. The only difference is Brian was certainly much more prolific uh, than John was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say, uh, you know, talent-wise, what, 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 you know, how much talent did John have? I mean, was he, you know, a musical genius, or did, was he sort of like riding the wave? No, I, well, it was definitely a combination of the two. He was definitely a musical genius. He uh, he was a brilliant arranger. Uh, just the way he he could take people who couldn't sing very well and uh, uh, compose or make three great three and four part harmony. And then when he had people who did sing well, you know, the sky was the limit. Um, uh, his problem was that he was just hampered by uh, his jealousies uh, with Michelle and then his drug use. You know, eventually getting high. Uh, and, and, and figuring figuring out ways to get you know to try to recapture that initial feeling, uh, replace the drive to make music. But he also wrote a really great wave folk rock music and the uh, the British Invasion were very influential music. It's kind of a timeless sound that we still uh, appreciate and love today. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, right. the book is called All the Leaves Are Brown from our guest Scott. G. Shea. Scott, congratulations on the book. Thanks for coming Thank by. You. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful you for, stuff. Thanks for having mm. me on. I appreciate it. All right, we'll take a quick break, Jan. We'll do a little uh, Les Mis on the other side. Oh, Les Mis, yes. All right, we'll do it next. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline.
Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right, for about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now. 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. That's 800 617 5145. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That hurts my feelings, Rick Tittle and Jan Wall. And today is Bastille Day à l'enfant de la patrie. Le jeu de gloire est arrivé, continue de la tyrannie. Et les tendances sont enlevées. 
Let, all right, I'll leave the singing to the person who knows how to do it. It's Steve <laughs> Zarnecki from Les Miserables. Les Mis, they are at the oh, Orpheum. Oh and Steve, is it extra special to do a performance on Bastille Day? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you yeah, know, uh, it's, it's always fun when uh, when we line up with, with the French French Revolution, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Wow, it's so exciting, and it's such a wonderful show. My God, oh. what a classic to be involved in. Truly, truly, you know, um, we've been doing it since uh, August. We've been on the road, and it's, it's one of those shows that no matter when you see it or what time in your life you see it, it it's got a special moment and meaning for, for everyone who comes. All right, you've been going almost a year straight. Best town? Well, you'll say San Francisco because you're probably... Well, playing, but, I mean, obviously. Yes, but what was the biggest dump? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think we've been to any dumps. Uh, you know, what's really interesting about traveling is, like, you know, you get to see you get to see a bunch of different, like, slices of America, and, and each city kind of has its own special thing that, that, you know, you get to take in and, and experience. There is nothing in the world like the final, the final, you know, the end of Le Mis. There's nothing like it. It's built up to it. When it happens, it's an explosion. It's fantastic, an explosion of spirituality, and, 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 and everything fabulous happens there, mm-hmm. um, I think. And, and so does the audience go nuts at the <laughs> yes. end? In San Francisco in particular, we have probably some of the like most raucous audiences uh we've had on the road um and so we we get to that 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 final chorus at the end and i mean it's you know body shaking the sounds that you get from the audience it's so fantastic i always wonder when there's such a huge ensemble like that that and of course there are people who are you know sometimes stepping in as uh, understudies, uh, what have you, the the machinations of the the choreography. Um, it's the kind of thing. If there's a mistake, you just have to kind of just roll with it, and then the audience doesn't really even know about it, right? I mean, you know, it's it's wild because we'll have you know multiple understudies on a night sometimes, just kind of depending on people being on vacation or people being sick, things like that. And we have this amazing group of people in our show. Uh, we have five swings. So a swing is someone who understudies any ensemble track in the show so say i i'm in the show every night i go on for my understudy assignment which is javert then a swing has to step into my role and they can step into any of like 10 or 12 roles at a moment's notice so they're incredible humans they make very very few mistakes which is how you know the the well-oiled machine keeps running talk about your role please talk about your character. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, I'm in the ensemble. Uh, I, I play um, the foreman, who's kind of like the mean guy that kicks Fontaine out of the factory in the beginning. I also oh, remember Tenardier's gang. I'm, you know, I, I have something like twenty some odd costume changes within the show, so I play a bunch of different characters. And then I'm also the show's fight captain. What does that mean exactly? So yeah, we have um, around. 20 to 30 uh, fight sequences within the show. Some of them are just small little slaps or punches, but others uh, involve, you know, five or six people in a, in a large fight uh, brawl of sorts. Um, and so it's my job to run a fight call uh, multiple days a week um, in which we run through those fights. We check in on safety. We check in on cleanliness of the choreography for the fights. Um, and, yeah, so that we can do it to the utmost of our ability and make sure no one gets hurt. What did you think of this film? 
Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Jenny. What What do you think of the film? I'm a Hugh Jackman fan, so. Oh my God, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> and from what I've heard, he's like the nicest man in the world, right. too. So Everybody I mean, says. he's he he is probably one of God's greatest gifts to musical theater because he I just agree. loves it yeah. so much, and he makes sure that theater, you know, is is present in everyone's mind. Um, I haven't right. seen the movie since it came out, so I, I would have to like go back, rewatch, and and form new opinions. Yeah, cause I think I, I saw I really it when I was living. in. Yeah, I think the is one college, of those that have to be seen live. I think it's a live, oh, live. I, I, I would always recommend seeing the live version. Um, it's just, right. you know, it, it, it's a different, it's, it's different animal. Um, yeah. You're getting the live music. We have a, you know, a 17 piece orchestra that that plays with us every night, and we have you know 36 member ensemble that is filled with some of the best voices you'll ever hear. It, it definitely yeah. is, is a live a live show preference there, yeah. You know, I've heard many oh. times talking to people who do theater, especially these long runs such as you're on, and you might be doing, you know, eight shows, nine shows a week, mm -hmm. uh, but to the people who have come, they've paid huge money, they're excited beyond belief, they may have traveled, and you just, <laughs> it's like Don Henley said, I'm going to sing Hotel California for the 5,000th time, but someone there, this is the first time they've ever heard, I can't mail it in. You kind of have to like slap yourself in the face and be like, look, I'm in a bad mood, but I can't mail it in. Absolutely, right? You know, uh, the, the show's got to go on, you've got you've to deliver the same product and the same performance no matter what's going on in your life, you kind of got to step in and make sure you're there to, to, to be there for the audience. You know, we always say that the audience is like the last member of the cast and the last part of the show that you add. You know, you add the music, you add all the staging, you add all of the lighting and the costumes, and it's not until that audience is there that the show is really happening. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're just performing to avoid. So having the audience there is so special, and we respect so deeply, you know, that someone is showing up and seeing this show for the first time and it maybe they're showing it to someone for the first time and they've wanted them to see this for so long so it's it's trying to find moments like that to remind yourself we actually just got like a slew of like uh letters from a high school group that saw it when we were in seattle just thanking us for doing the show and it's like a great reminder before last night's show that so many people have never seen this before and right. are having you know incredible experiences yep. when they come um do you have a i'm a theater history, musical theater history geek, and, and <laughs> I love musicals more than anything. It's what got me into sh a lifetime of show business. What, uh, mm -hmm. what part do you want to play? What's your dream part? Oh, my goodness. You know, there's, there's such a long list. Um, I've, I've been really lucky to play multiple roles that I, I love. I've, I've understudied both Javert and Valjean within this production. Um, I think the highest on my list is I would love to do Sweeney Todd. Um, oh, he's oh God. one of my favorite characters, one some of the most beautiful music, and that, that's that got to be number one on the list. Do you ever hmm. carry your uh, French persona out into the street after and be like, bonjour, bonjour? No, you do that, Rick. You do that. That would be what Rick Oh, my goodness. Do do? But my French accent, if I ever tried, it's terrible. So, you know, that it, it's best that I leave it inside. <laughs> <laughs> what got you so into it, Rick? You're, I mean, how come you know the Marseilles and all that? 
Another Marseille is just because I'm a big Europhile history nerd that started to go into Europe when I was five years old. So I just I have relatives uh, in, in uh, Denmark and Germany, and I was in London a long time. I've been to Paris like 12 times. So I'm, I'm a big Euro snob. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, nice. it's certainly yeah. a wonderful thing. I think this interview should be today. about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, and how do you feel about that? That's great. <laughs> Actually, Steve, I wanted to ask you, with all the dirt and blood, like, I mean, I just think about the amount of makeup. Like, everybody's hands are filthy with, with makeup. I mean, you guys, uh, you, you must have to take three showers after every show. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's wiping and changing makeup, and it's also just uh, getting tired of changing your clothes. I had a friend who did the Les Mis years ago, on the road, and he said there were some nights he would get home and he would just fall asleep in the clothes he had on because he couldn't bear to take another uh. shirt off. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a crazy show, and it's so emotional. And I like mm-hmm. the uh, comic, suddenly out of nowhere comes this comic song, you know, oh, Master my God. of the Master House. Oh, of the House, yes. I know. It's so great because there's all this horrible stuff going on during the French Revolution, and your heart is going out for everybody and oh god and you're fighting and you're mad and then all of a sudden this comedy bit starts yeah you need you need those moments of levity right otherwise we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to just sit and force the audience to cry for three hours uh, it, it's, right. it's not usually the best approach so we need those moments of levity with you know those really interesting characters and they're played by matt kroll and christina rose hall our two tenardiers and they are phenomenal humans and hilarious performers I know that you were also in my favorite uh, musical, uh, Phantom. Were you in the ensemble, or were, what was your role there? I was so I was uh, I was a swing on that show. So, mm-hmm. like I was talking about earlier, I understudied uh, nine members of the male ensemble when wow. uh, Phantom was last on the road. And so, yeah, uh, at any time, I could be playing any one of those nine characters, or sometimes a combination of a few of them. Did when you ever? We had did you ever get Raoul? No, I, I never was Raoul or a Phantom uh, at that point. Um, however, our Valjean, um, now, he was a Raoul cover when uh, that tour was on the road, and we worked together then. That's Nick Cartel. Mm-hmm. He's now playing Valjean, and my goodness, is the cream of the crop. If you uh, mm. have never heard this man sing, you are missing out. Well, I want to remind everybody, it is at the Orpheum Fantastic Theater. It is running now until July 23rd, so uh, get your tickets. We've been speaking with uh, Steve Zarnecki, who is part of the cast. Steve, congratulations. Uh, have a great time while you're in town with this show. Yeah, Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm running the marathon the last Sunday we're here, so uh, I'll, oh. I'll get to see all of San Fran for sure. We're having yeah, a marathon? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. Well, at least there'll be 55 degrees, unlike the rest of the country. So it'll be all right. I know. It'll be so nice out. I'm thrilled. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Jan, you got some recommendations on the other side? Oh, absolutely. Especially for best field day. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647-855-325-5647-855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus.
Tittle beats his servants. All right, it is Bastille Day. Jan Wall, what should we be watching? Oh, my God, there is a great film. It only came out a few years ago. It takes place in modern-day Paris. And it is a, uh, oh, it's an action romance called Amalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a woman's name, Amalie, A-M-E-L-I-E. And it is so beautiful and has one of my favorite special effects ever in the movies, which is when she melts. Uh, but it's far from the witch melting in The Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's a really interesting effect when she melts into a puddle. But anyway, it's a wonderful, wonderful film that really shows you modern-day Paris. Because it's kind of a chase film. And then there's that. And then I know this sounds corny, folks, but you want to celebrate Bastille Day. You can't do it better than Gene Kelly and Leslie Caron going around, dancing around in an American in Paris, especially at the end when they show you a history through dance of uh, um, Impressionism, French Impressionism painting. Oh, it's absolutely superb, and it really holds up. So that's an American in Paris, available uh, all over the Internet. My favorite movie in Paris and it came out the year that I spent the summer there. It was Christophe Lambert. It was a Luke, one of Luc Besson's first movies. Isabelle and Johnny called Subway, where they were living underground. Oh. Jean Reno. Oh. Oh. Don't com- you love Isabella Johnny? Oh, he's, yeah. I remember her haircut. She had a mohawk, and she called it Iroquois. But here's another thing. Here's a little history thing for you. Before the the Bastille, first the the the, the peeps, the poor people, if you like, mm-hmm. when they stormed the uh, Hotel des Invalides, they got like twenty thousand muskets, but they didn't have any powder or shot, and they said it was in the Bastille. There was a guy. There were only seven prisoners in the Bastille, and one guy was yelling out his bars, "They're killing us! They're killing us!" And they're like, "Oh, they're," and they weren't. Do you know who was yelling that? Desaad. <laughs> the Marquis de Sade, you got really? it. Really? I guessed right? Ooh. You guessed right. You win a free trip Whip. to Marin. <laughs> no, I got to win get some whips and chains because it's the Marquis de Sade, <laughs> for God's sake. Which, by the way, Phil Kaufman made a wonderful movie with Jeffrey, um, ugh, wonderful actor, about the um, Marquis de Sade. Oh, so brilliant. Uh, but anyway, there's, that's called Quills. Great guess. Q-U-I-L-L-S, Quills. All right, and you're going um, to be off for a while? we got to run. I'm going to be off for a few weeks. I'm going away, going to Europe, and I'll be telling you all about it when I return. Um, so this has been a fabulous show. Thank you to our amazing producer. What a great show, Rick, and I look forward to talking with you in a couple weeks. I need some Europe stories. I'm jealous. Have fun. Okay. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got two more hours. Come on back. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. A brutal heat wave continues to roast much of the southwest and southern U.S., and records are set to drop. In Death Valley, California, temperatures could potentially reach 130 degrees this weekend, which would match the highest temperature ever reliably recorded on Earth. Heat warnings and advisories are in effect for millions of people. In Phoenix, the high temperatures have been over 110 degrees for nearly two weeks, with no end in sight. In El Paso and Miami, the highs have been over 100 degrees for nearly a month. 
I'm Mark Mayfield. A Pennsylvania federal grand jury has reached a verdict in the death penalty eligibility phase of the Tree of Life synagogue mass shooter. They convicted him, found him guilty of murdering some 11 people uh, almost four and a half years ago at that Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh. Rahima Ellis says jurors have also determined that Robert Bowers is eligible for the death penalty. In an effort to alleviate tensions, senior diplomats from the United States and China are engaging in discussions during a Southeast Asian summit. Secretary of State Antony Blinken held a meeting today with China's top foreign policy official on the sidelines of the ongoing Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit in Jakarta. The meeting comes in the wake of a recent report by Microsoft stating that Chinese hackers had successfully infiltrated U.S. government email accounts, including those at the State Department. The Labor Department has reported to decrease in weekly jobless claims. According to the latest data, initial jobless claims for the week ending July 8th came to 237,000, showing a decline from the previous week's figure of 249,000. And film and television actors are preparing to vote on a strike on Thursday. SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers failed to agree to a new contract by Wednesday night's deadline. If actors go on strike, they would join film and television writers on the picket lines. Those writers have been on strike since early May. This is USA News. Yo, Biff, this one still needs to be vacuumed. The service at Chuck's car detailing business is spotless. But new word of mouth recommendations leave him short of hands. They don't have an appointment? Uh, Just get him in line behind the pickup truck. I'll stay for another couple hours and get it done tonight. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event has arrived with limited quantity deals on top tech to power any passion. Save on select XPS PCs and more powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Plus, get savings on select monitors and accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. Despite a slowing in inflation, credit card interest rates remain exceptionally high from a historical perspective. Currently, the average credit card interest rate stands at 20%, marking the highest recorded since bank rate began monitoring the figures in 1985. On average, credit card holders carry an outstanding balance of more than $5,700. Authorities are continuing to monitor 17 homes evacuated due to a landslide in Rolling Hills Estates, California. This woman says she noticed something was wrong when she was spending time at her parents' house on Saturday. And we're hearing, I don't know how to describe it, creaking sounds and the lines, the cracks are getting more and are getting wider all through the house. And we're hearing these something like the ground is like it's falling. The impacted homes are still sliding toward the canyon below, but the rate of movement has been slower since Tuesday. Black men are at a higher risk of death from melanoma than other racial groups. A study published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology says that men of color were more likely to have the skin cancer diagnosed at an advanced stage, which makes it harder to treat. Britney Spears has come forward to address the recent incident at a Las Vegas hotel where she attempted to capture the attention of NBA star Victor Wembanyama, but unintentionally ended up striking herself in the face. I simply tapped him on the back and I was backhanded hit my face, came back on the floor, my best friend picked me up. In an Instagram post, the pop star said, no woman ever deserves to be hit. I'm John Schaefer, USA News. 
This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Here, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right, I got a couple minutes here in the open, and I know Christian wants to get in. So let's just lower that music bed a little bit and bring in Christian. Christian, what's going on? I got two minutes. And nothing much. I was hoping I'd be on for the first segment, but still oh, don't. It's a Friday. I'm booked solid. What's on your mind real quick, my man? Okay, real quick, and I know this has barely anything to do with sports, but what are your thoughts about the SAG after writer strike and... How do you think that it impacts the sports world at large, even though this is about actors? Well, I don't see that it does. um, I mean, maybe in some weird way, I don't see it affecting the uh, sports world. And I don't uh, I don't have uh, enough knowledge to take sides. Usually when people go on strike, it's for a good reason. So if I had to guess, I would be on Mm -hmm. the side of the people striking. But like I said, I don't have enough knowledge to know what it's about. I understood, understood, but still, though, I wish I'd had more to ask, but I know you got a book show, so I will get off the line. I'll talk to you on social media at Rick Tittle, and hopefully we'll reconvene next week. Hey, I appreciate the call, and have a great weekend, man. No problem. All right, that's uh, Christian out there in Houston, uh, who's a uh, loyal listener. I always appreciate the time he takes, and that's the thing, to pick up a, a phone, I used to say this all the time. I go, you know how hard it is for a man to pick up a phone and make a call? Now, of course, that's, I don't know what the word is. Appropriating, male privilege, racism. I don't know why. But uh, people, let's just say people in general, to pick up the phone and call, I, I appreciate the effort. I really do. And um, if you get a chance to call in, it is 1-800-878-PLAY. Uh, we have five guests this hour. 
And so uh, at least five guests this hour. We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. I'm on Twitch.tv. I'm pointing at the camera. How you doing? Ooh, that's like almost 3D, this camera. Yeah, I look more swarthy and sweaty. and <clears throat> I look like I did some kind of like Gary Park fake and bake type of thing. TuneIn app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, and Twitch.tv. Uh, Twitter is at Rick Tittle, Tittle Lightning Sports with Rick Tittle on Facebook. Come on back. we got two more hours. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-345-2789. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for you your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-345-2789. That's 800-345-2789. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-345-2789.
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey! Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Remember I said I had 14 guests? Well, right now, these two guys I'm supposed to have in this segment, they're not answering their phone. Fingers crossed they don't show up. Just kidding. Uh, 1-800-878-PLAY. We begin the second half of baseball season. And, of course, um, there are a lot of storylines to watch. One of them... Uh, for me, is the fact that my Oakland A's, who stink, are going to try not to be the worst team of all time. It's going to mostly rely on the pitching, I think, but they've called up two of their three top prospects, <clears throat> Tyler Sodestrom, who was California State Player of the Year when he was a first-round pick, and Zach Galoff, who went to college at UVA. He was the Delaware High School Player of the Year when he came out. Do you know that Zach Galoff holds the Delaware all-time high school soccer record for goals with a grand total of 61. That's right, 61 goals. So I threw that out to a couple of my friends yesterday, and they're like, maybe he can play for the Roots. But anyway, um, I also want the A's to have the worst record in baseball. Uh, but then again, I know that there's a lottery, too, so then I had to change my mind on that. So there ain't no tanking, which means that the A's are not going to get the Shoei Otani of the University of Florida. <clears throat> but speaking of Otani, he's the biggest star in baseball, and he's the coolest guy, and he has 12 weeks left with the Angels. And to close out the first half, they lost 13 of their last 17. Five games out of a wild card spot. Is Otani on the table? Otani could make a run at Aaron Judge's American League home run record, which he said last year was 62. He has 32. We are past the halfway point. Right now, his pace is 57 home runs. But he did show in 10 days that he can hit 8 in 10 days. That was June 9th to 18th. So if he did that, he would fly past the all-time record (laughs) if he hit 8 home runs every 10 games. So he has a chance to get to 60 with only uh, only 9 people have, or only 9 times has that ever happened. And so um, I've been talking about this all week, and it would uh, be ridiculous for the Angels to trade him. First of all, I don't think you're going to get an entire farm system for a rental. And you have a chance to make the playoffs. With Otani, you have no chance. And if you make the playoffs with Otani, and you maybe you go to the World Series, maybe he changes his mind. If you trade him, he's not coming back to Anaheim. You stop the Shoei Otani era in Anaheim the second you trade him, and uh, which doesn't make uh, doesn't make sense to uh, do it. Um, oh, I see. We uh, do not have our uh, guests. Um, 
they were from a, a film festival. I guess I won't even mention what film festival it was because of the SAG strike. Well, that's just really SAG. <laughs> you know, they have a term in uh, England, wags, wives and girlfriends. Well, what if your sister's over there? You could say the SAGs, the sisters and girlfriends, right? Uh, also, by the way, you want to talk sports, this is your moment. I feel bad I cut off Christian. I could have got him in here. Uh, Arias, can he hit 400? He's hitting 383 right now. And you might remember, speaking of the Angels, Darren Erstad, the former Nebraska punter hit 384 at the break. And Arias <clears throat> went into a slump in his last 12 games. You know what his slump was? He hit 283. <laughs> So his 383 average is one of the lowest averages he's had all year. So um, we'll keep an eye on it one way or another. Okay, we have Chris who is in Oakland. Chris, go ahead on Sports Bible. Bastille Day. Awesome, Rick. Yes, excellent. Love your French. Uh, yeah, my I took one semester of French in seventh grade and my mom speaks French, but uh, no, it's a good day. Yeah, it's a great day, and I get it. That you know, there were there weren't that many guys in the um, in the in the Bastille. Um, I didn't know that the Marquis de Sade was the guy yelling. Can you believe Jan guessed that? Yes. <laughs> what a poll. Okay, but if you're gonna, who else are you gonna guess? Rousseau. You know, Voltaire. Yeah, exactly. Robespierre. Yeah, I mean, you're okay, but hey, Jan's a lot smarter than I am, so that was good stuff. Hey, uh, so Tyler Sodastrom's coming. Is he? He's a catcher, isn't he? Catcher and first base, yeah. Okay, so they're going to obviously with Shea Langoliers, where's he going to, what, he's going to play first or what are they going to do? Well, they got Noda at first. I think he's going to have to be a catcher and be a DH and, and be a little first, too. Let's get moving around, huh? Yeah, that's, I'm trying to get out there tonight and uh, we'll have a good, you know, under 10,000 crowd. Um, but it's just, uh, just you know, I, I called last Friday, was talking about, uh, you know, hey, we'd get, you know, two out of three in Boston, we got swept. Like swept pretty badly too, and it's just again I don't want them to have the worst record in the history, but this is definitely going to be the we're not winning fifty four games right fifty four and one hundred eight was our worst record in at least in Oakland in nineteen seventy nine, but we had Ricky Henderson coming in and Dwayne Murphy and Tony Armas and those guys were were getting it. I don't man I don't see I don't see those guys on the horizon here. So um, I would say that, and then I I wanted to so I wanted you to ask Jan and I can get you know get a chance to but. Should we be not going to the movies this weekend because of the SAG strike? Or, I mean, like you said, you don't know. No, the movies, all that does is put more money in their pockets. If you want to support actors, you should go to the movies. Okay, because some people have been telling me, some people, um, I don't know any actors, but my brother-in-law is from near Pasadena, and he grew up as a big-time lawyer, blah, 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 blah. And he says he's not going to the movies because he's trying to support the actors to against. Mm. You know, well, I mean, for me, I, I don't have a solidarity with every union on earth, you know? Sure. It's like there are some strikes I could not care less that you're on strike, so everybody gets to pick and choose what they want to support. But I would have bought... The McDonald's French fry... Strike, you didn't support, Rick? You didn't support that one? Oh, the Freedom French Fries? Fry yeah, I want to give fries, but they don't. <laughs> a middle-aged white guy, they're not going to hire me. But um, I, as, as somebody who was a former Oakland teacher and then got on the school board, that was just ugly, man. Just 
going from both sides of a of an issue. It just you, when you're a teacher, you're like most favorite person in the world, and on the school board and during a strike, you're just like public enemy number one. So, I I got it from both sides, man. And I, I get you. Strikes are very more much more nuanced, and we all all of us want more. You want more money. I want more money. We all want more money in life, but. You know, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's kind of rough, but uh, to see that, I guess they're not going to push the Emmys back and some other stuff. You know, whatever. We'll see. So, do we have Courtney right now? Okay. Hey, thanks for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Yep. All right, we have Courtney Branch with us, and uh, we have uh, two minutes left in this segment. She's here to talk about the fifth annual Me Show Film Festival. Courtney, go. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. Yes, I am the co-founder of the Michelle Film Festival, along with my business partner, Noel Braham. Um, we are celebrating our fifth year in existence, a huge milestone for our festival. Um, quick background on our festival. We are a multicultural and BIPOC organization that really aims to amplify the narratives, perspectives, and voices of those from all walks of life, no matter their age, race, sex, orientation, etc. So we really pride ourselves on being able to just be an entertainment sanctuary where also seen, welcomed, and celebrated. And where do we go to find out more about it? Yes, you can go to our website, MichaudeFilmFest.com. Um, Michelle, Michelle is spelled M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X, FilmFest.com. There she is, Courtney Brantz with the 5th Annual Show Film Festival. Get them in, get them out. Quickest interview ever. Courtney, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm Rick Tittle. We're going to a break. Come on back. I'm Bylan. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Und jetzt das Platznehmen der Amerikaner. drinking that haterade and bow down to ricky t y'all thank you for that and welcome back to the show rick tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the american forces radio network it's our pleasure now to welcome to the show jacob Palmrenke. he's here to talk about the book that he has co-authored called joe jackson plaintiff versus chicago american league ball club defendant the never seen before trial transcript first of all jacob welcome to the show secondly Palmrenke, did i get it Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, I, I just remember as a lifelong baseball fan feeling very sorry for shoeless Joe Jackson who didn't have a bad World Series, if you look at his numbers, and that he was such a bumpkin he didn't know what he was signing or what he was getting himself into. So am I close there just with sort of the premise of all this? Well, that is the myth that we all grew up uh, knowing about Shoeless Joe uh, through Eight Men Out, uh, both the book and the film. Um, but uh, the the real story is a little bit more complex. Uh, he was, you know, he was illiterate; he could not read or write. Um, but he was a very shrewd businessman, and he, you know, did know what he was doing. And uh, this uh, trial transcript is uh, something that no one has really seen before in a hundred years. And uh, it shows that uh, he, he really did, you know, have a pretty good idea of, of what he was doing with the 1919 World Series fix. Well, they were exonerated in court, and then, of course, Judge Mountain Landis came in and kicked him out for life uh, anyway. So getting back to the 
the transcript when you were looking at at uh, you know the the defense and the prosecution and the uh, eyewitness uh, uh, you know testimony. What were some of the things that were really shattering to you? Well, I think the the biggest thing when you're reading through this entire transcript with all the lawyers arguing, um, and you know, reading Shoeless Joe's real words and and what he had to say about the World Series and the Black Sox scandal and and his own involvement in it. Um, he was confronted with his old grand jury testimony uh, while he was on the witness stand for this trial, and uh, it was fascinating to read through his words and and see, you know, his his story changed a lot over the years, and so. Uh, to see his own testimony in his own words is uh, quite a revelation. So after what happened in 1919, about five years later, probably on the advice of uh, counsel, he went back and sued for back pay. Is that right? That's right. That's what this trial is all about. Uh, he was out of baseball. He had already been banned for life, and uh, he was just trying to get you know anything he could. He didn't think he'd be able to play in the major leagues again. Um, so he was trying to sue to get a little bit of his contract money that he felt was owed to him uh, from the Chicago White Sox. So he sued his former employer, and uh, they all went to trial, and they all had to take the stand and uh, you know talk about it. We always hear that Comiskey was really tight-fisted and gave them flat champagne, and this was sort of the, uh, the genesis behind their revolt, uh, so to speak. How did you find the White Sox owner? So that's actually one of the really interesting parts of this story is that uh, Charles Comiskey had to take the stand and uh, talk under oath for testify under oath for three days, um, and it's fascinating to read his words and talk about his team uh, operations and his finances. And one of the things that we learned uh, through this trial and, and in the Black Sox scandal is that the Chicago White Sox were actually one of the best paid teams in baseball in 1919. Uh, contrary to the traditional myth that. Uh, that they were the worst-paid team and, and the most talented, uh, they were actually one of the highest-paid teams, and we have salary records to prove that now. We always hear about, and I know that Eddie Seacott, old Knuckles, he was one of the guys that had to, I mean, this this guy was basically right around World War One. he was the best pitcher in, in baseball. So how did you find his complicity in all this? So Eddie Seacott uh, was, you know, one of the ringleaders of the, uh, of the Black Sox scandal. He and uh, Chick Gandel, the first baseman, they were the two players who approached the gamblers, not the other way around. They were the ones uh, who initiated the fix and recruited their own teammates uh, to be part of this. Again, that's uh, not the not the myth that we all kind of grew up believing through Eight Men Out, but uh, that is uh, the real story. And Eddie Seacott's testimony is uh, preserved in this trial, and so we're able to, uh, again, read his own account in his own words, too. We know about him. The one that we don't hear about as much is uh, Lefty Williams, and this is a guy who stunk in that World Series. I think he had three losses with an ERA over like six and a half or whatever it was, but um, there was no doubt that if he was on the take, it was pretty obvious, huh? Absolutely, yeah. He uh, still holds the World Series record for most losses uh, in a single <laughs> fall classic, so I'm not sure that record will ever be broken. But, uh, you know, Williams was uh, deposed for this trial, and, uh, you know, he had to talk about uh, his involvement and how poor his pitching was uh, on the witness stand. I'm sure that wasn't uh, a good day for him. And then also, the, when you think about the characters, I remember Happy Felsch. I, mean, I think he's like he was from Germany, or like he had this big bulldog-looking face. What was his involvement? 
So Happy Fausch was uh, the star center fielder. He was uh, one of Shoeless Joe's friends, and he was called to, to testify as well. And uh, he actually ended up with kind of a, a sad conclusion uh, to this trial. He was cited for perjury at the end of the trial, as was Shoeless Joe Jackson, um, because, uh, again, they were confronted with their old testimony, and they denied uh, ever being involved in the Black Sox scandal, which, of course, isn't true at all. And so uh, the judge cited Shoeless Joe and Happy Felsch for perjury and threw them in jail for an afternoon, and uh, that was uh, kind of how the trial ended. The quote from Felsch, I remember, is that I think he made like 2500 a year or whatever, and he got 5000 so he got two years' pay. And then afterwards he said... All I had to do is play a couple more years. I would have made much more than the five grand. And this is the dead ball era, and this guy was a home run hitter, right? Absolutely, yeah. You know, and if he'd have been able to continue his career into the 1920s with Babe Ruth and the, the lively ball era, um, you know, there's no telling uh, what kind of numbers he would have put up. What about uh, the the perjury how did they uh, for shoeless joe how did they prove it and and what were how did he perjure himself in the trial so you know one thing to keep in mind here is that there were multiple uh, legal proceedings with the black Sox scandal there was the grand jury in 1920 that investigated the uh, the world series fix and then there was the criminal trial in 1921 in chicago where the players were uh, charged with conspiracy to throw the World Series. They were found not guilty on that trial. And then years later, this was the civil trial. And so what happened was the players were confronted with their old testimony from the grand jury in 1920 here in 1924. And so when their stories changed and they couldn't remember the right details and they said, you know, oh, this is not the answer that I gave uh, back in 1920, the uh, you know judge was able to say, well, you know, you're lying in one of these testimonies. It doesn't matter which one you're lying in. Uh, I believe you're lying here in 1924. But uh, you know, we're going to charge you with perjury anyway. So um, you know, they, they their stories changed over the years. At first, they said they were you know completely guilty. They they threw the World Series. They were bribed by gamblers. And then years later, they said, well, you know, we never did it. We we had no involvement. We didn't even accept any money. Um, and so, you know, this is how the judge was able to find them uh, guilty of perjury. As shrewd as Shoeless Joe was, and, you know, a guy, who the, one of the greatest players ever, from what we hear, is, is it's also, a, you know, talk, we, we talk about how he was, you know, kind of, uh, uh, let's just say, not very bright. This whole uh, lawsuit then bites him in the tail by perjuring himself. Um, just how savvy was he, and, and how much how much jail time did he get? Well, he only served for for a day, um, you know, right at the end of the trial, uh, and then he went home to uh, to Georgia and South Carolina uh, to continue, you know, his life. And he had he was very successful after baseball. He had a, a number of successful businesses in his hometown in South Carolina, and uh, he continued playing baseball in kind of these independent leagues and outlaw leagues. Uh, until he was, you know, in his early 50s. So he, uh, you know, had a pretty good life after uh, after this was all over. But, uh, you know, here on the witness stand being under oath, uh, he didn't, you know, exactly get great uh, advice from his own lawyers, but, uh, you know, he was unable to avoid the perjury charge. But, uh, you know, again, he, he did pretty well otherwise, but uh, this trial was, you know, kind of a sad end uh, to, the, uh, to the Black Sox saga. Well, everybody should make sure to uh, pick up the book. It's fascinating. Co-authored by, I guess, Jacob Pomerenke. It is called Joe Jackson, Plaintiff, 
versus Chicago American League Ball Club defendant. The never the never before seen trial transcript. Jacob, congratulations on the book and thanks for stopping by. Thank you. You know, um, it's interesting. I always hear Bill Burr when he he Bill Burr knows a lot about sports for a comedian. He knows a lot about sports for anybody really. But he always says he hates it when they say Black Sox because he says that he thinks there may be some youngsters out there that think that's a different team. They should just say the 1919 White Sox (laughs) so everybody knows uh, what happened. But uh, still to this day, you know, you think about the uh, authority that the first commissioner had, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, to now the commissioner is just a stooge of the owner's. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We will come on back on Sports Byline. Now at Wendy's, when you buy either a Dave single, spicy chicken sandwich, medium frosty, or 10-piece nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely nuggets spicy and Spicy chicken a sandwich, Dave's Dave's single, single, and a frosty, frosty for me. Frosty and a frosty. Okay, who said frosty and a frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's buy one, get one for a buck. Limited time only. Price participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078-800-535-6078. 800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 
Join me, Marty Terrell, weeknights on the overnight and Saturday nights as well. The world of sports. We do pop culture, music, movies, travel, something for everyone on Claim Doc Sports Overnight America across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio, the American Forces Radio Network. And when it comes to our podcast, you can get our entire podcast of all the shows available wherever you get your favorite podcast. Sports Overnight America, presented by Claim Doc here on the Sports Byline broadcast network it doesn't really matter i uh i don't like my job and uh i don't think i'm gonna go anymore Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Thank you for that. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to uh, welcome to the show now seasoned uh, sports broadcaster Dave Popkin. And uh, he does the uh, Seton Hall uh, basketball team uh, as well. But he's here to talk about his sports broadcasting camp, which has a... uh, a perfect uh, website for it, sportsbroadcastingcamp.com. Dave, welcome to the show. How did this all get started, this whole camp? Hey, Rick. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, David Cerrotti uh, is a local PR guy uh, that I knew, and Tim Capstraw, who's a broadcaster for the Nets, kind of came up with this idea 22 years ago to help local high school students uh, improve their public speaking and their broadcasting. Uh, it had just really started to uh, proliferate uh, streaming and, and kids doing their own games in, in high school and colleges and stuff like that. So we wanted to provide a training ground, and uh, Bruce Beck and Ian Eagle, uh, two noted national broadcasters, became the face of it for the first 15 years, and uh, subsequently uh, Tim and myself have, have basically run it. Uh, I've been involved for 21 of the 22 years, and it's been a great opportunity for hundreds of kids from across the country. It's funny, just as an aside, my I went to college in the 80s at St. Mary's, and my department head was Father Mike Russo, who was best friends with Bob Lee of ESPN, speaking of Seton Hall. And uh, Bob Lee told me in 1986, don't come to Bristol. There's nothing here. Things Times have changed, <laughs> times have changed a little bit, haven't they? A little bit. It's been a rough uh, month in Bristol with all the layoffs, but obviously the worldwide leader. And and Bob's been great to me over the years. Um, I've been at Seton Hall for 21 years now, so I've come across him a number of times and uh, have filled in for him on on a couple of gigs in the past. And he's a a tremendous, you know, broadcaster on the Mount Rushmore of ESPN. Well, and when I was in college in the 80s, the opportunities were so few and far between. Uh, it was basically maybe you could do, uh, hopefully you could do some minor league baseball or, you know, be the anchor on a newscast. The opportunities are so fantastic now. There's so many things that, that kids can, uh, to which they can aspire. And so when you get these youngsters together, um, do you get into the nuts and bolts of play-by-play and color commentary and, and all that? How do you sort of start them off? 
Very much so. Uh, we actually have a, an on-camera TV coach uh, who's an anchor herself, Patricia Stark, that leads it off, and she's tremendous, you know, just on-camera presentation and uh, how to be calm on, on, on air and all of that. And then, you know, we brought in Ian Eagle, who's the National Sportscaster of the Year, and uh, he cracks them up but then also tells them how, how important preparation is and what he does and, and this job. And, you know, we had Mike Breen in, we had Kenny Albert in, um, we, we've had a lot of, you know, people that turn their heads and, and the kids really respect them and they pay attention. And, uh, we definitely go into play by play and color sidelines, uh, anchoring. Uh, we put them right on, on the set and they read off teleprompters and they do some writing too. They do highlights. Um, we do it in the state of the art studios at Montclair state university in New Jersey. And it's, they love sports talk. I think that's been the favorite activity this week. They just love to go at each other, you know, with uh, opinions and um, almost like a PTI type thing. Uh, so we, we go through all of it, and interviewing, PA announcing, because that's, that's what they might do first, right, for their high school football team or local baseball, Little League or something like that. Somebody mm-hmm. might put them behind a microphone, and we want them to learn how to do it. No, it's outstanding. The opportunities for high school kids to do little internet uh, broadcasts from their laptops, it's its uh, really cool. There's also, as you know, a stick-to-itiveness. I mean, just for me in the 80s, you know, more than 30 years ago, getting into broadcasting, there was an opportunity to, to I, even though I had a degree, to be an unpaid intern, and they said, we're sorry, we're not taking any more, and I went down there in person and talked to them, and they're like, all right, we'll take one more. I mean, it's just, you have to knock on those doors, don't you? We had a kid, Matt Kaufman, who's going to be a great broadcaster. He's 17. You could just tell. And he said, I went into my athletic director, and I met with him seven times until he finally <laughs> bought the equipment that I need to broadcast the games and do a pregame show for football. And some of the kids are driven like that, and you just know uh, that they're going to make it in life in some regard, whether it's on the air or off. And you talk about you know all the opportunities with the podcasting and, and doing the games locally and uh, social media. You know, A lot of these kids create their own brand and their own network now, which is something that was not available to you and me uh, in the 80s and the 90s. So there's certainly uh, a lot of opportunities in the field, and we've had hundreds of success stories, you know, of kids that have come through, gained a lot of confidence, and then gone on to broadcast in college and professionally. Great stuff. We're speaking with Dave Popkin of sportsbroadcastingcamp.com. So let's say these kids are applying to Cronkite or Newhouse or Annenberg or some other uh, broadcasting uh, school. Is this something that shows up on their transcripts? It's like I not only you know did this and you know these extracurricular activities, but I went to the camp. Yeah, this becomes their top extracurricular activity because people know us nationwide. We actually had a an admissions officer from Penn State visit with our older kids a couple days ago. And she said, you know, put this on your resume. In addition to the other broadcasting that you're doing and the key club and the honor society and all of that, this shows that you really care about it. And we give them a reel at the end of the week. You know, the radio and TV stuff that they do with us, they have some actual on-camera examples, you know, that they can include with their college application. So it helps. We've had a lot of kids go to a lot of the big boppers that you mentioned, Syracuse, Miami, Fordham, um, up and down the line, Maryland and, you know, ASU and a lot of those schools and then, and then go out and become professionals. 
Do you have kids, too, like, you don't want them to get too myopic, like, as a 14-year-old say, hey, I went to the camp, how come I haven't replaced John Sterling yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we keep it real, and uh, we let them know, you know, what their first opportunities might be, and I think that um, once they see these professional broadcasters up on the stage, it's a bit of a reality check uh, for them, just how commanding and glib and and professional that they are and and how far they have to come but at the same time the confidence that we see them gain between monday and friday every single year is inspiring i mean i don't mean to be corny but uh... there's this one kid from this week that was a tough nut you could tell he had some learning difficulties he did his on-camera thing for two and a half minutes yesterday and he crushed it and it was really moving and it's it becomes uh, a very rewarding week uh, for me, for the other counselors who are also broadcasters uh, there to see the progress with the kids. It's it's definitely why we do it. Yeah, and there there are so many, like I always tell youngsters, you know, like whatever your dream job is, if a broadcasting unit says, well, you can come in and carry the tapes down the hall, take it. Get in the building. You're not going to get your dream job right off. We, we tell them, be a yes, man. And we, this is actually the first year um, we had 64 teenage boys. <laughs> Usually we have a dozen girls. This year we didn't, but uh, yes, we tell them to go in there and just do it. Pull cable, be an intern, uh, you know, be the board op, what, whatever, because it puts you in the position mm-hmm. to be in the position. Um, John Fanta was with us. Um, he's on Fox Sports now and other networks, a great young broadcaster uh, that went to Seton Hall, actually. Uh, I met him there, and he said, I-, I was doing camera for my college soccer game, and the announcer didn't show up. And with about a half an hour's notice, I put on the headset, I did the game, and ever since I've been doing games because they liked it. And you just never know. You just have to be there, and you have to meet the people. As you know, a lot of this business is who you know, and, and you can't know people if you don't go out and socialize and um, and really become a go-getter. So um, we, we try to teach them a lot of the networking and things that go into it as well. No, it's so true. I mean, uh, over the years, whenever a job has become available, it's not like they put an ad in the paper. They're like, what about that guy over there? He's here. Well, you want to try it? <laughs> That's kind of like on a job site. Can you swing a hammer? Get up here on the roof. Totally. There are very few times in my career where I've gotten the job because I sent a tape. It's usually somebody has seen me, mm-hmm. somebody knows me, they trust me, they, they've heard me in New York, whatever it is, um, it's, it's an inside job, and, and you really have to uh, build up that trust. A lot of times with the younger broadcasters, too, I, I tell them, number one, there's the old saying, people can hear you smile, and you can, the likability factor will, will put you in good stead without pandering. And the other thing is, is a lot of times, they're nervous and they'll go too fast and you'll say like one minute left and they'll be like okay we'll be right back and you're like okay 58 seconds left so what about them just like and it takes time too to get that pace down and to know they can see a bullet point and say i can talk about that for two minutes or i can talk about that for 14 minutes there's certain words that you punch there's certain times where you pause for effect um we we tell them about the the play-by-play aspect you know, you may be talking at this level, it's baseball, and then bang, all hell breaks loose, and you're like, drive it to the left field corner, round first, round second, scores, you know, and, and you leave yourself someplace to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't scream the whole game. So, you know, we try to try to walk them through a lot of that stuff, and, um, 
you know, particularly in the anchoring, you know, use descriptive uh, words that are going to stand out. Um, improve your vocabulary. Improve your public speaking in general. I mean, some of these kids are not going to be professional broadcasters, but if they at least improve their presence and their public speaking, that's going to help them in life, in any job. It's, it's almost like a life skills camp. We tell them to be on time, to work hard, to have fun, speak 20% louder, shake your, shake your person's hand that you're meeting, and repeat their name back to them so that you remember it. It's just it's a lot of good life skills that, yes, will help them in broadcasting, but just helps them become better adults. And then finally, how bittersweet would it be if they tell you, uh, look, uh, Dave, you're being replaced, and it's by a kid that you trained at your camp? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it basically already happens because we've had kids at the camp, um, like Noah Eagle is on NBC now, and he was the Clippers announcer the last couple of years. Ian's son, he went to the camp. Um, when I was, you know, a counselor there, and Justin Shackle, who you may have heard of, who does a show with David Cohn, and he's on the Yankees broadcast now. He did that perfect game. Uh, Domingo Herman mm-hmm. had a perfect game a couple weeks ago, yeah, and Oakland. he called it on Yankees radio, and, and he's tremendous. You know, and he's like, I don't know, 30 years old, and he went to our camp. So it's already happening, and, I, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled to see, you know, a lot of these guys, like some of the guys that were our counselors, like Ed Cohn is the voice of the Knicks. Jared Greenberg is on NBA TV. They're out there, and they're succeeding, and it's incredibly gratifying. I'm really happy for them. Sportsbroadcastingcamp.com. You just heard many of the examples that this does work, and even if it doesn't, it can help you in some other career that you get into as well. Dave Popkin, Seton Hall Pirates basketball announcer. Dave, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, really appreciate it, Rick. Talk to you again. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. and Come on back on Sports Byline. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. 
they fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. Oh, there's some doubt in your voice. I can hear it. I remember when uh, Philip Rivers <clears throat> was drafted, and then he got traded for Eli, and he said, well, I should be paid the number one overall pick money because I got traded for the number one overall pick, and he held out with the Chargers. And so the Chargers had to put in this guy, this busted old quarterback named Drew Brees, who had a renaissance to his career, no doubt about it. But I remember Phil Rivers at the draft already had kids. And that's fine. I think Derek Carr had a kid when he got drafted. I bring it up because the Rivers have announced that they're expecting their 10th kid. And the oldest one is 21 years old. And they had their ninth kid four years ago. And um, Rivers said, we're all fired up. Everyone was pulling for a boy. Even our girls wanted a boy. And this one's going to be a boy. So, yes, they had their first kid when they were at uh, North Carolina State together. And they have seven daughters and uh, two sons uh, right now. And <laughs> and uh, it's the old saying that a lot of times when uh, these Christian families have a lot of kids, they always say, we plan and God laughs. Yeah. But uh, look, you know, good for him. They seem like good parents, and the kids will be loved and supported, and I'm not going to judge them, but... 
10 kids. I just thought I'd bring it up. That's two past Octo. He's Desa, Desa Dad, Octo Dad, Desa Dad. I think DEC is 10. I'm Rick, Rick Tittle. We got another hour. Come on back. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. A brutal heat wave continues to roast much of the southwest and southern U.S., and records are set to drop. In Death Valley, California, temperatures could potentially reach 130 degrees this weekend, which would match the highest temperature ever reliably recorded on Earth. Heat warnings and advisories are in effect for millions of people. In Phoenix, the high temperatures have been over 110 degrees for nearly two weeks, with no end in sight. In El Paso and Miami, the highs have been over 100 degrees for nearly a month. I'm Mark Mayfield. A Pennsylvania federal grand jury has reached a verdict in the death penalty eligibility phase of the Tree of Life synagogue mass shooter. They convicted him, found him guilty of murdering some 11 people uh, almost four and a half years ago at that Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh. Rahima Ellis says jurors have also determined that Robert Bowers is eligible for the death penalty. In an effort to alleviate tensions, senior diplomats from the United States and China are engaging in discussions during a Southeast Asian summit. Secretary of State Antony Blinken held a meeting today with China's top foreign policy official on the sidelines of the ongoing Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit in Jakarta. The meeting comes in the wake of a recent report by Microsoft stating that Chinese hackers had successfully infiltrated U.S. government email accounts, including those at the State Department. The Labor Department has reported to decrease in weekly jobless claims. According to the latest data, initial jobless claims for the week ending July 8th came to 237,000, showing a decline from the previous week's figure of 249,000. And film and television actors are preparing to vote on a strike on Thursday. SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers failed to agree to a new contract by Wednesday night's deadline. If actors go on strike, they would join film and television writers on the picket lines. Those writers have been on strike since early May. This is USA News. Yo, Biff, this one still needs to be back. The service at Chuck's car detailing business is spotless. But new word of mouth recommendations leave him short of hands. They don't have an appointment? Uh, just get him in line behind the pickup truck. I'll stay for another couple hours and get it done tonight. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event has arrived with limited quantity deals on top tech to power any passion. Save on select XPS PCs and more powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Plus, get savings on select monitors and accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. 
Despite a slowing in inflation, credit card interest rates remain exceptionally high from a historical perspective. Currently, the average credit card interest rate stands at 20%, marking the highest recorded since bank rate began monitoring the figures in 1985. On average, credit card holders carry an outstanding balance of more than $5,700. Authorities are continuing to monitor 17 homes evacuated due to a landslide in Rolling Hills Estates, California. This woman says she noticed something was wrong when she was spending time at her parents' house on Saturday. And we're hearing, I don't know how to describe it, creaking sounds and the lines, the cracks are getting more and are getting wider all through the house. And we're hearing these something like the ground is like it's falling. The impacted homes are still sliding toward the canyon below, but the rate of movement has been slower since Tuesday. Black men are at a higher risk of death from melanoma than other racial groups. A study published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology says that men of color were more likely to have the skin cancer diagnosed at an advanced stage, which makes it harder to treat. Britney Spears has come forward to address the recent incident at a Las Vegas hotel where she attempted to capture the attention of NBA star Victor Wembanyama, but unintentionally ended up striking herself in the face. I simply tapped him on the back and I was backhanded, hit my face, came back on the floor, my best friend picked me up. In an Instagram post, the pop star said, no woman ever deserves to be hit. I'm John Schaefer, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647-855-325-5647-855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Everyone watches more than five hours. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world on American Forces. I want to give a little shout-out to uh, Chris Eubanks. We just have just this wasteland of men's uh, 
tennis in America when we used to rule the world for decades. And um, he came in ranked 77th in the world, his first ever Wimbledon. And he talked about how surreal it was. He started off with the 12 seed Cameron Norris, beat him, beat the five seed Stefanos Tsitsipas, and uh, finally lost to Daniel Medvedev, uh, who is the number three ranked player in the world. But Medvedev won 6 4, 1 6, 4 6, 7 6, 6 1. So he still took two sets out of five in that. And the thing is about Chris Eubanks, he's 27 years old. He's not a kid. But he went on Twitter and he put, Dear at Wimbledon, thank you for allowing to fulfill my childhood dream. Thank you to all the family, friends, and fans who reached out and showed support. Wimby 2023 will always have a special place in my heart, which is uh, classy. And he did get to play one match on center court with the roof closed. I have that foldable roof now. If you're a Wimbledon fan like me, you know how many times rain has... uh, uh, knocked it out, but Eubanks is going home with a paycheck for four hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and he said it sounds good until I find out how much I'm going to get taxed. <laughs> As he head back to uh, to Atlanta, so but this is where we're at. This is like these Rudy moments for America's men's tennis now. But anyway, at least one guy made a name for himself somewhat in Chris Eubanks. All right. Wasn't he with the Jay Leno band? Nah, it's a different Eubanks. 1-800-878-PLAY. We got another hour. Come on back on Sports Violent. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800 That's 800-293-0328. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295.
for a sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. Hey, thank you for that. 11, 12 a.m. Time to check in with Pro Wagering, ProWagering.com. We have J.D. Sharp with us. We'll talk a little MLB as the virtual second half gets underway. Everybody's going to be playing tonight. J.D., um, now that we only have one trade deadline, we've had that for a couple years now, people are going to start looking around these next two weeks, whether they're buyers or sellers. And with all these wild cards, teams are alive much longer than they used to be, but one of the interesting names that I saw floated, and I thought that can't be possible, was Juan Soto, and that the Phillies are trying to get him. I, I don't see any way that the Padres give up on Juan Soto, but I, I don't know. Is there smoke here with this fire? I don't know. I mean, the Padres have. I mean, if there's one player that could give up, it is Soto. They have a ton of talent on that squad, and with Hassan Kim playing as well as he's playing, and Gary Sanchez. I don't know if you've known this or not, but Blake Snell with Gary Sanchez catching has like a .4 ERA. Like not 4.0, like .4. Giving up, I think, four runs in a month and a half or two months. So he's been a big addition for them. But they've still got Machado, Bogarts, Crennenworth. Uh, they have Nelson Cruz now. Obviously, they have Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, with Tatis Jr. and Soto in that lineup, it's almost kind of jammed up. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that move for them. I just don't know what they would get in return because – they would need pitching. They would need starting pitching. They would need relievers. Phillies actually have a top ten bullpen, but I mean, maybe if they traded, maybe if they would trade Andrew, Andrew Painter, who was the best pitcher in, in minor league baseball last year at nineteen years old, six seven two twenty, throws about one hundred and five, but he just had a UCL injury. So you know what that means. Maybe a Ranger Suarez. I don't know what they would do. Um, Maybe you could package a deal Soto with like a Brandon Marsh and a pitcher that could probably work out if they needed to. So I wouldn't be shocked if that deal took place because, again, that Padres team with a healthy Tatis is as stacked as it gets and almost probably too stacked. They're almost kind of like the Yankees in that regard where they don't steal a lot of bases. They need to hit a lot of home runs. Soto's not hitting for average this year like he usually does. So those teams that are, that are just really, really top-heavy with, with, with bombers, if they're not hitting, they're not scoring runs. Yeah. By the way, they DFA'd Nelson Cruz, the Padres did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
there's rumors now he's going to Toronto. We'll see about that. But I wanted to ask you about the Astros because you got Luis Garcia, Tommy John, Lance McCullers with his flexor is done. They put that rookie in Hunter Brown, who's already like at his career high in innings. And the GM there, Dana Brown, went public and he said, look, we need rotation help. And there's guys out there like Lucas Giolito, who I, I hear the Dodgers really want. Um, you know, and these are two teams, the Dodgers and the Astros, that are interested in winning. What do you think about rotation help through the league? Yeah, I mean, the Astros do need a lot of help. They've got Christian Javier and Framber Valdez. Uh, they've got a, a Blanco. They just added a guy named Blanco who hasn't been very good. J.P. Francis, rookie, he's had like a three ERA, obviously under Brown's pitch as well. So that uh, the GM's not, he, he's not, he's not uh, lying. He's telling the truth. I just don't know. I mean, Giolito's had a really good year for the White Sox. I imagine that the price tag for him is pretty high. And they do have a lot of talent. Obviously, you got Bregman, Altuve, and Jordan Alvarez, and Abreu, and Jeremy Pena, and then the list goes on and on. And they, and they, and they did win the World Series last year. So, clearly, they, they – and Kyle Tucker is a, is a guy that no one really talks about that's having an outstanding season. And really has, he's really had a really good career, and he's only 26 years old. He's got Hall of Fame potential, I think. So, yeah, I could see that. And then same with the Dodgers. I, I would say that it's more likely that the Dodgers get that deal done. I don't think the White Sox are going to trade him in, in the AL mm-hmm. to that to the Astros. I just don't think they would do that. But I could definitely see the Dodgers picking up Giolito. He'd be a nice addition to their rotation because, again, he's, uh, he's, he's, always been, he's always had major upside, always. He's got that 6'6", you know, 260-pound six, six, frame. He's a really big guy. And if you noticed, the bigger pitchers are doing really well because they don't have to generate as much torque when you know, when they pitch and they, they don't need as much time in between pitches for rest. So that's why Cole's doing well. That's why Yuri Perez is doing well. That's why Giolito's doing well. And then a lot of guys like that. Although Graham Ashcraft's a big guy too, but he's not doing that well. So yeah, I could see the Dodgers being the more likely destination for Giolito, but the Astros uh, definitely need help with the rotation. That's true. I think it's funny when the White Sox traded Tatis Jr. to the National League so he wouldn't haunt them, and he haunts them anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let me. I know we've talked a lot about Otani in the last few months, but here's why I don't trade him. Number one, I just you're not going to get somebody's whole farm system for two month rental. I, I mean, you'll get some top prospects, but uh, if they trade him, the season is completely over. The Otani era is completely over. I, I just think, even though what are they four or five games out of a wild card, you hold on to him. You see if you can make the playoffs. You see if you can win the World Series. You'll see then if he falls in love with the town and he wants to stay. Unless somebody just says, look, uh, like if the Yankees call and say, we'll give you Aaron Judge and our last three first-round picks. I mean, you have to take the call. But I just don't see anybody overwhelming for Otani on a rental basis. Do you? No, God, no. No, they can't. They can't do anything like that on a rental basis. That would be an insane decision, and uh, it would be an embarrassment. I mean, the Angels aren't out of the playoffs. They can still make the playoffs. Do they need some help? Absolutely. But they have quite a bit of talent. I mean, they've got Mickey Moniak. They've still got Trout. They've got Joe Adele. Well, Trout's they've out, got, like, what, another six weeks or whatever? Yeah, I mean, but he'll be back. I mean, okay. so if they, as long as they don't lose that position like tremendously with Trout out, I think they should be fine. They've still got a pretty dang good bullpen. Uh, their starting pitching's bad. It, it's, you know, Otani is their ace. Uh, Ber- Beria, he's okay, but he's inconsistent. Sandoval is inconsistent. Uh, Canning actually has been better than I expected, but I, I think they could trade a, a, a prospect or even like uh, Zach Neto, Zach Neto who played shortstop for them for a little bit. Um, 
he's had a pretty good start to his career. He's only 22 years old. He was a first-round pick. So they definitely have some players they could trade uh, to to win some games. But, no, I don't think they're going to trade Otani this year. I think Otani's on the verge of having one of the best years ever in Major League Baseball history. Now, it's very possibly slows down because he did – I think he played almost every game, and he pitched every four or five days. I mean, the guy's the guy's just a freak of nature when you look at it like that. But they're not going to trade him. He could have one of the best years ever. And and his asking price this off season, I mean, he could he could sign the first ever billion dollar contract in sports history. Ooh. It's impossible. It could happen. Wow. Rick, it could happen. He's only twenty seven. If he signs a ten year deal where he hits and pitches, maybe not a, maybe not a billion, but six hundred million plus. We could definitely see that happen. Yeah, that could happen. It's going to start at five hundred million. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> last question for you: uh, The Marlins just had their best first half in team history. Two times they have won ninety games. Both those times they won the World Series. So, what are you thinking about Miami for the postseason? They're definitely not winning the World Series. Um, I like Perez. I like watching him. He's got a really choppy swing that he just he just pokes the ball around. It's kind of he's almost like Tony Gwynn in that regard. He's, he's going to hit. He's going to hit good for a long time. Uh, the other crew's been playing well too, but uh, and they, they've got decent pitching. I mean, uh, Braxton Garrett's pitched well. Obviously, Yuri Perez has been outstanding, but they, they're calling. You know, he's being held down, I believe, for the rest of the year for uh, a, a majority of the year. Um, I, I think they make the playoffs most likely, but I wouldn't be shocked if they missed it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that that trend is gonna is gonna hold true. They just don't have the offensive firepower. And uh, Al- Alcantara, who was the Cy Young winner, I want to say two years ago, uh, he has not been anywhere near what he's capable of being. And and if that doesn't change, I think Garrett's gonna get a little tired. Uh, I, I think their pitching will will definitely like Brian Holmes had a really good year. I think their pitching will fall off. Rick, isn't it funny that when you think about the Ozuno trade, when the Marlins traded him to the Cardinals. They got Zach Gallen and Sandy Alcantara from St. Louis. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and they flipped Gallen for uh, Chisholm. But anyway, yeah, going oh, back. I forgot about Jazz. You know, Jazz. Yeah. Jazz has he's got he's a five tool guy. He's got an, an, like MVP ability, but he just gets hurt all the time. Yeah, there's no doubt. JD Sharp, Pro Wagering, ProWagering dot com. Have a great weekend, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Caitlin Dorf on the other side. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 
800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. All right, thank you for that. And uh, that song you just heard is um, a little piece of Next to You, which has debuted today. And we have the artist with us right now, the lovely and talented Caitlin Dorf. Caitlin, uh, exciting times debut day. What's it like for you? Hi, Rick. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's so awesome. I'm so happy that this piece of music is finally out in the world today. You know, I had your brother, uh, Stephen, on the show, so um, it's a family affair at this point. Oh, I had no idea. That's actually so awesome. <laughs> That's so fun. I love it. I hope you guys had fun. <laughs> we did. So now um, you sing, you also uh, act as well. When did you sort of know, and I guess there's something in the, the family genes there, but when did you sort of know that the entertainment world would be, would be it for you? Well, I honestly, like you said, with my family being with who they are and with what they do, it was kind of just, I was born into it, I guess. I mean, I started singing and taking dance lessons and going out for auditions. I think I was like five. 
So I've kind of just been around him my whole life. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. What's that like? I remember hearing an interview with Ryan Gosling when he got his start, and he said he would go to an audition, and he'd enter the room, and he said there were 15 guys who looked exactly like me, and then he said he would do the audition, and he would like cry real tears, and then he found out later that the part was already given to Jared Leto anyway. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you sort of get by that kind of disappointment? Honestly, I'm really lucky to have a family who has raised me and like taught me knowing like, you know, this is a business of rejection and to be used to it. And that every, with every rejection, you only are closer to getting something great. So I kind of just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I never let it get me down too much, even though it's hard sometimes. But um, genuinely, I think I just hold on to that, you know, hope and I just keep going and I want to be as successful as my family and, I hope to make them proud, and so I kind of just hold on to that for as, as much as I can, you know? Very cool. Now, tell me about, you got a big presence on social media, you got the, the, the TikTok. Do you sort of feel like some days where you're like, I don't even feel like doing a TikTok, but for my brand, I got to get something out there? <laughs> you know what? Funny you ask. I mean, not to bash on social media, but I feel like artists nowadays, it's like our biggest struggle, because... I just want to make music, and I think that, you know, putting my phone up and recording everything I do all the time, it's fun, question mark? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just kind of draining sometimes, but, you know, it's what everyone's doing now, and it's kind of the best way to get your music out there, so I have tried to erase that ideology of, uh, you know, screw TikTok, whatever, screw the videos. I'm like, no, I love it, let's do it. Let's get all my friends a part of it. Let's find a way to make it fun, you know? That's, I guess that's part go. of it, too. If it's not fun, then it becomes uh, a job, and then, you know, you think, well, how much am I getting paid for this TikTok? And it's like nothing, so then you can just have fun with it, right? Yeah. I, honestly, I've found a really great way to make fun with it, and my friends have fun with me, and we just kind of goof around and try to find the best in it, you know? So, um... I know that you're uh, going to have a couple songs featured in an upcoming horror movie with uh, Robert Englund, of course, who's uh, Freddy Krueger. Tell us a little bit more about yeah. that. Yeah, so I'm super excited about it. It's my first time getting synced in a movie um, on, in general, and I think it's really funny that it happens to be a horror movie. I've never been one to watch horror films, um, but I obviously had to watch this one, and I loved it. Um, it was just really cool to see how they could utilize pop music in a horror film. I was really curious to see what they were going to do, and honestly, it was so fun to watch. It worked perfectly. It was, it was such a fun, great experience, and I'm so excited for it to be out and for everyone to see it. And then also, um, I saw one of your TikToks where you got, uh, you're singing on the, uh, the London Underground. It, it just seems like, and I know, I know this is a lot of the way social media appears, but it just appears that you're just having fun 24-7. Honestly, I do. <laughs> I have a lot of fun. Every one of my friends is like, when are you going to sit down and, and get to work? I'm like, what do you mean? I just find joy and fun with everything that I do, because what else is there to do? I mean, we have one life, right? You know, yes. try to find the most in everything. So I definitely, I definitely do have a lot of fun. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> that was so fun that night. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe you saw that video. Yeah, that's a cute. We genuinely, I didn't even know my friend was recording. We were just 
coming home from a long day of school in London, and we were like, just we all were songwriters in songwriting class, and we left a late night and wanted to sing, so we sang some Mamma Mia. That's very cool. Now, for you too, like your inspiration for songs, because I know some people they'll just have songs written for them and say, "Here you go." And you still need talent to pull that off, obviously. But uh, when you think about what you want to do, you know, like maybe there's a message in it for you as well. So, like, how much do you sort of feel your music? I would say I feel 99% of the music I've released. I, um, the songs that I've written myself, 100% are my real stories and my emotions. And um, I feel like that's, I've put music out before that wasn't mine. And there's such a difference when it's coming from your story and your life experiences. And I feel like um, ever since I started writing and started releasing my music, I've never wanted to go back just because it's, it's so much more meaningful for me and myself and my heart. And it's just something really special that I honestly, I wish I had gotten into sooner. I was just, I think, I think I didn't know if I could do it or not. I have a lot of songwriters around me who are so talented and I have a lot to look up to. And so I think I just needed to give myself an extra push and I did. And I love it more than ever. anything. I've found a new love for writing, which is really awesome. So with your dad and your brother, your other brother, Andrew, what are some of the tips and advice that they have given you outside of, you know, you do you, be yourself, but like maybe some of the more technical things, the advice they've given you? Yeah. um, Honestly, they have told me growing up, one, rejection. Rejection will always be huge. And to just be patient. Um, They've told me that this industry is, the slowest yet crazy, like just most craziest industry. And it's everything takes time. You'll meet a lot of people in the industry that you'll go through great things with and maybe not the best. And to just always keep tunnel vision, never. Oh, this is a big one. The comparing game. That's, I think, one of the number biggest is to never compare yourself to others as we all have our own path and our own journeys and your friends successes are your successes Mm -hmm. and the people around you, their successes to only ever feel happy and good for other people because it will only ever come back to you. As long as you're putting all your energy and focus and effort into your career and into the things that you love, then that's all that really matters in life is supporting other people. No, that's great. I, I, I hold on to that so strongly, like mm-hmm. genuinely. Well, the, catch, the catchphrase is compare and despair. Yep, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, totally. Last question for you. I know you're a Nashville kid, you know, Belmont, all the music there as well. I mean, you can't escape it. Um, what is, uh, you know, that town has really come so far in the last 20, 30 years, you know, the NFL team and, and, and just, you know, hockey team and everything else they got going oh, on there. Fred. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, can you give us uh, out here in uh, California a little flavor of what Nashville is like these days? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I am a born and raised California kid, but moving to Nashville when I I moved there about four years ago, um, for school and genuinely, I mean, when I moved, it was, I had a little bit of a culture shock and I will say, I was like, Whoa, South is different. Um, but no, there's something so special about being in Nashville. Um, 
one, the community, the songwriting community, and just the musicians, the players, the artistry out there is genuinely next level. They bring such a beautiful, like, passion into what I think, like, into music and just into the arts in general. I think the way that Nashville has just been absolutely booming has made it so, like, such a hot city just to go to. And everyone, I feel like, wants to move there now because, one, everything, you know, you never have to sit in traffic. It's everything five minutes away from each other. And it's just, honestly, such a fun town with all great music. It's never-ending. And it's it's just become a really great spot that I definitely will continue to spend time in in my life. <laughs> all right, very well said. Uh, once again, the songs Still Love Malibu and Wish You Could Stay will be featured in the upcoming movie Natty Knox, starring Danielle Harris and Robert Anglin. And uh, the brand-new song, which uh, she has just uh, composed and uh, sings, we heard a little bit of it coming in, we'll hear a little bit of it going out as well, is called Next to You, and we've been speaking with uh, Caitlin Dorff. And Caitlin, any movie projects in the works? You know, possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> All right. Hey, congratulations on everything on the single out today, and thanks for dropping by. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with some open lines. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 
That's 800-965-1295. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth. Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. I know. I feel bad about that now. I shouldn't have slapped his white fanny. You know, this Northwestern situation with uh, this passage that Lewis and Clark are looking for. No. The school. I talked about that last week, <clears throat> that Pat Fitzgerald, who is you know, a lifer there, a former player, been coaching, what, 18 years. This Camp Kenosha, the hazing that went on, and then I told my personal story. I was hazed a little bit as a freshman in high school, and then I was hazed in my fraternity, and I was hazed as a football player in college, but nothing was too bad except in my frat where these guys dry-humped me, and then I started beating on them, and there was almost a giant brawl, and I said I wouldn't put up with the dry-humping. For obvious reasons. You don't just lay there and take that. Uh, Why would you want to do that to anyone anyway? What's wrong with you that you would want to do that to somebody? Um, And then, funnily enough, it came out two days later that that's exactly what was going on there, that these seniors were, like, jumping on and thrusting on these younger guys. And so then they're like, okay, that's it. You're done. Pat Fitzgerald, you're fired. And he's like, I didn't know. And they're like, yeah, you did. And if you didn't, then you're dumb. And I thought, okay, that's the end of that story. Not really. Because last night, Northwestern fired their baseball manager. What? I thought it was football. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jim Foster, apparently, he was a bully. <clears throat> now, the athletic director there, Derek Gregg, didn't give the exact reasons. 
But he said, nothing will ever be more important to Northwestern than providing its students a place that allows them to develop in the classroom, in the community, and in competition at the absolute highest level, and building a culture which allows our staff to thrive. This has been an ongoing situation, and many factors were considered before reaching this resolution. As the director of athletics, I take ownership of our head coaching hires, and we will share our next steps as they unfold. Well, Foster was the Patriot League Coach of the Year last year for West Point. And, in fact, he had led the Black Knights to four consecutive league titles. That's how he got the Northwestern job, which he has lasted for one year. He has not had a comment publicly on this yet. It just happened yesterday. But the <laughs> the whole deal with this, um, and by the way, the Wildcats program is now going to be led by Brian Anderson, who was a guy who won a World Series ring with the White Sox back in 2005. He's, uh, he's an alum, I believe. But... The whole thing with uh, the rumors on um, the baseball manager was that he was a bully. And to me, what this says, it's just sort of this slippery slope, whereas you go, well, I mean, you fire the football coach. What about the baseball coach? Well, what, what about the baseball coach? Well, he's a bully here, too. So... I did a little deeper dive, and I read the Chicago Sun-Times article, being that's the big city there for Northwestern. And this was um, a guy on a uh, radio show in Chicago named Danny Parkins. Um, And uh, Danny Parkins said, quote, Jim Foster has created a toxic environment that's run off coaches, broken the spirits of his team to the point where they likely will not be able to field a full roster and was the subject of a HR investigation that found he had violated university policy, uh, policy by engaging in bullying and also abusive behavior, making inappropriate comments about a female staffer, and speaking negatively about his staff to other staff members. He is also alleged to have made comments that were racially insensitive and discouraged members of the team from seeking medical attention for their injuries. The university did not find enough evidence to corroborate the allegations. Uh, But Parkins said, I did. And so this is, you know, a total hit piece on the guy. Um, when Parkins was hired, or sorry, when Foster's, uh, Foster was hired, uh, he said, um, coaches complain, maybe the players aren't good enough and are just making excuses or are disgruntled. Maybe it's how they're raised. It could be any of that. Well, <clears throat> in the first season, they only won 10 games. And 15 players immediately went into the transfer portal. And so, does he sound like a nice guy? Not really. Am I taking sides? No, because I don't know the facts of the case. 
how can I possibly take sides? Go, well, if they're complaining, then the students must be right. Or all students nowadays are weaklings and wimps. I, I'm not, I, have, I, don't, I don't have enough information one way or the other to say that. Um, <clears throat> but it's, uh, I mean, it's controversy. And if you, if you say, all you really need to, all you really need now is just to be accused of saying those things. So if the uh, I, I don't know who the Northwestern basketball coach is, I forgot, but he better watch it because <laughs> they're on a roll right now. Wow, funny, not funny. All right, here's the other thing that just came out in the last week. You might remember Castor Semenya, the championship runner. Um, she won a potentially landmark legal victory this week when the European Court of Human Rights decided she was discriminated against by sports rules that forced her to medically reduce her natural hormone levels to compete in major competitions. The ruling was made in Strasbourg, great town by the way, uh, and the court questioned the validity of the contentious international athletics regulations that they said were infringing on Semenya's human rights. And remember, Castor Semenya has two Olympic gold medals, um, but had failed twice before at the uh, Court for Arbitration for Sport, and she also went to the Swiss Supreme Court. But amid her bid to be allowed to run again without restriction and go for another gold at the Olympics in Paris, this is not something that has been approved just yet. It still might take more years. Now, she's from South Africa, and she challenged the testosterone rules starting five years ago. And the uh, court uh, ruled 4-3 in her favor by a panel of human rights judges, which you might imagine they would. Um, Now the case is going to go back to the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Lausanne, which is also in Switzerland. And then, then you have to change the rules enforced by World Athletics. So Semenya, 32 years old, and has been barred by the rules for running in her favorite 800 meter since 2019. And so, you know, we only have just a little more than a year until Paris. So in a statement after the, uh, the European Rights Court's decision was published, World Athletics showed no sign of budging on its rules and said that the rules will, quote, remain in place. They said, we remain of the view that the regulations are a necessary, reasonable, and proportionate means of protecting fair competition in the female category as the Court of Arbitration for Sport and the Swiss Federal Tribunal both found. Uh, World Athletics said it would also be encouraging the government of Switzerland to appeal this ruling. Uh, Switzerland was the respondent in the case because Semenya was challenging the last legal loss in the Swiss Supreme Court. The Swiss government was also uh, made to pay for her uh, lawyer's legal expenses, which was 60,000 euros. So, look, Semenya has been at the center of this sex eligibility in sports for a long time. And 
She's not the only athlete affected. There's at least three other Olympic medalists that have also been impacted by the rules that set limits on the level of natural testosterone in female athletes. And World Athletics said that there's lots of other elite athletes that fall under the regulations. But there's no testosterone limits in place for male athletes. And this, of course, has to go with this whole thing now where some people will say there are two genders and some people will say there are limitless genders and somewhere in between. And I am I do have an opinion on it. I, I you know, it, 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 to me, on the surface, I don't know if it seems fair, but I'm not going to cry about it one way or the other. But Semenya's case is not the same as the debate over just transgender women who have transitioned from male to female to be able to compete because Semenya was identified by South African doctors as a girl when she was born. And she was raised as a girl, and she has been a girl her whole life. She's just one of a number of people who are known as it's called now they have a, a term for it difference in sex development or DSD which just means the testosterone is so high that it's higher than a man and so she said that that should be considered a gift from God just the way like you know uh, when Banyama's height or a swimmer's ability to hold their breath or whatever and so like I said it it really gets um it really gets uh, uh, into the weeds on these technicalities now. But uh, the European Court of Human Rights agreed that Semenya should be able to appeal this uh, as well. But the rules have been men- made stricter since Semenya launched her case in the uh, court, and uh, they didn't like that. But she won the gold at the 800 me- uh, meters at both the 2012 and the 2016 Olympics. But those new rules went into place, and so she was not able to run in uh, Tokyo. So yes, as I said, it's a little bit different than just um, someone transitioning. It's a it's an interesting case, and um, you know, like I said, she's been a girl her whole life, but just has high testosterone levels. So there you go. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We will come on back on Sports Byline. in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this instead of living your dreams you're living with debt in fact it's smothering you now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call if you owe ten thousand dollars or more in credit card debt you qualify to receive a free no obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good call the debt helpline now we work on your behalf to reduce your debt We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. 
call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. All right, you heard of Spygate, right? The Patriots filming the Jets practice. Do we have the same thing at Wimbledon? Because the Serbian news outlet B92 said that Carlos Alcaraz's father was recording Djokovic's practice sessions. Well, Here's the thing. And by the way, these guys will probably meet in the final. We'll see. They still have their semifinals. And we have an island out here with a former prison on it called Alcaraz. But uh, Alcaraz said, look, my dad is a huge fan of tennis. And we were practicing in the same spot. He probably did tape Djokovic. And the reason he did is because, oh, they both won their final, the semis today. Oh, cool. The, the finals on Sunday. Thanks, Daniel. Um, the reason he was taping him is because he's a huge fan of him. 
like anybody else that holds up a phone. And he said, I don't know what I could learn from the video. And by the way, I have 5,000 videos of Djokovic that I can look at at any point on an, any platform. Yeah. <clears throat> and plus, it's tennis. You know, not unless all of a sudden you saw Djokovic starting to serve and volley like John McEnroe or something. He's going to completely change his game for you. Then i probably say not. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good weekend. We will see you Monday morning, 9 a.m. Pack time. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.